Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, which is a good place to jump into it. And uh, uh, Pastor Michelle's just done a masterful job the last two services. <laughs> Amen. I, uh, I, uh, she always, she, she tells people, well, my husband taught me everything I know. Don't you believe that for a minute? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the credit, but... Uh, uh, She's learning things that uh, I couldn't teach her. But uh, Hebrews 11, and we want to start in verse 1, because to understand any subject, I have to uh, understand what it is. I have to understand what a thing is. And uh, Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But that, that word faith, it's uh, uh, the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. And it means the conviction of the truth of anything or being convinced that something's true. All right? So we could say that faith is being convinced that something's true. All right, and uh, I've told people over the years, they'll say, how do I know when faith has come? When you know that you know that you know that you know, then faith has arrived. But faith is not just a subject. It can be taught as a subject, but when you teach faith as a subject, you, here's what you do. You, you, you alleviate the power of faith. Because faith is not just a subject. I remember one time years ago, probably close to, oh, it was close to 20 years ago, uh, maybe 18. And uh, we had a couple in the church that came to minister. And they were from a very well-known faith church in the nation. And uh, I'd ask them to come minister. They were going over uh, to Europe to minister. And, and I'd ask them to come and minister. And so they did. And, and he said, well, what would you have me to minister on? And I said, well, we've been on a, a certain series, and we had been teaching on faith, and, and he said, okay, well, I, that's what I'll teach on, and he taught on it, and it was good, it was well put together, but something was missing, something was missing, and I, I went to the Lord about it, and I said, you know, I, I don't understand this, and I talked to some other people, because there was just something missing, it was a good message, but there was just something missing, and the Lord said, it's because it was the subject of faith and not the spirit of faith. So the subject of faith can be taught, but the spirit of faith has to be caught. And so faith being the conviction that something's true, all right, the, the conviction that something is true, notice it is the substance, all right, of things hoped for, the substance, the title deed, the grounds, uh, the standing under, all right? 
So the con being convinced that something is true is the title deed. All right, when you have a title deed of something, you, that's yours regardless of what anybody else says because you have the title deed. It's easy to be convinced when you have the title. Right? And so he says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now I'm going through this real quickly. I'm not going to stay here. Hope is a picture. All right? Faith and hope, being convinced, requires a picture. Because i got to know what I'm convinced of. So without hope, faith has nothing to bring to pass. And without faith to attach to my hope, or without faith to attach my hope to, all right, without faith, I can't be convinced that what I am picturing is coming Amen. or will arrive. And that's why when someone says, you say, well, you know, uh, 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 how's this going? Well, we're hoping that it gets better. Well, but see, that's not faith. Hope puts things off into the future. Faith says, I have it now. Amen. Because that's conviction. That's being convinced. You, you're not convinced something will happen. You're convinced something's already happened. Yes. Amen. It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence. The word evidence just means proof. It, you look it up in the Greek. It just it means proof. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the proof of things not seen. How do you know that what you can't see is yet yours? I have the proof because I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Now, how does... This conviction, this convincing, get into our heart. Well, let's look at Romans 10. Now, it may seem elementary, but notice this. Romans 10 and 8. Notice what it says. It says, but what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Notice what it is. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith which we preach. That, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So notice he calls it the word of faith. The word of faith. Now, verse 17. Now we could probably quote this by heart, but notice what it says. So then faith, cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, if you ask most word of faith believers, charismatic believers, how does faith come? By hearing the word. Why? Why does faith come by hearing the word? 
All right? Well, Paul gave us one hint because he said it's the word of faith. But how, how is it that the word produces faith? Because if, if you ask believers and you say, well, how do you get faith? Well, by the word. Well, that's true. But why is it that the word produces faith? Because I need to understand how is it that the word produces faith? Because there are people that hear the word and have no faith. Right? You know people like that. They, they hear the word because that is a truth. It's not all the truth. It's a truth that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, let, let's, let's look at a couple things, and, and we'll, we'll understand this. 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. So why is it that the Word produces faith? It's the Word of faith, but it produces faith. 1 Peter chapter 1. And notice what it says. Concerning us being born again, verse 23 says, that you are born again, not of incorruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God that lives and abides forever. Why is it that the Word produces faith? Because the Word is the seed of faith. The Word is the seed of faith. And when you plant the Word in your heart, you're planting the seed of faith in your heart. Over and over in the scripture, the, the word's referred to as a seed. And Paul said it's the word of faith. Well, you don't, you don't get a full-grown plant. It has to grow. But the word produces faith because it's the seed of faith. Amen. Amen. And when you plant the word in your heart, the seed of faith is planted. And that's why in, in Matthew, Jesus said concerning the kingdom of God and the word of God that it was like a man planting seed in a field. And he slept and rose night and day and the seed brought forth and produced and he didn't know how. But it said, notice what it said. First the blade, first the, the stalk, then the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. See, faith cometh and cometh and cometh, and cometh, and cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. The more words you hear, the more seed is planted in your heart, and the more faith comes up. But it's in, it's in progressive stages. The, the, there are people you know and I know that they're in, they're in, they're in that, that blade stage of faith. They've heard the word to the extent and they, they, they had the seed of faith planted in them and it has produced a, a, a blade. Amen. Well, that'll get them a certain amount of 
of success. But the Bible says that what happens is when the full corn in the ear shows up, that that's when you put in the sickle and reap the harvest. Amen. Do, do, do you see this? Now, hallelujah. Now, let's go over to Mark chapter 4. So the word is the seed of faith. The word is the seed of faith. And that's why without the word, you can't have faith. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said, notice in, in Mark chapter 4, and you know, he told this uh, uh, parable twice in the one setting, once to the people and then once to the disciples. And notice what it says. It says uh, they came to him in verse 10. When he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked him of the parable. And notice what he said. Uh, verse 14. The sower sows the word. Now we recognize this as the, the parable of the sower. But what's the sower sowing? The word. What is the word? The seed of faith. The sower is sowing the seed of faith. The enemy fights you receiving the word because he knows the word produces faith and he has no answer for faith. If you keep the enemy in the faith realm, there's nothing he can do because he has no answer for it. That's so important. Amen. And, and that's why I've got to take the time to go to the Word and put it in my heart. Right? I've got to put my eyes on it. Note, hold your place right there and look at uh, Joshua. Chapter 1. We'll go back to Mark 4 in a moment. It's the word of faith that we preach. So the word contains faith. And when you put the word in your heart, which is a seed, it produces faith. What, whatever you're believing God for, you find the scripture for that. That's why you can take healing scriptures and put them in your heart and they'll produce a harvest of healing. Because the seed produces after its own kind. And so you take the seed of the word on healing and put it in your heart and it produces faith for healing. It produces faith for victory in your family. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and see, that's, that's all words are seeds. But the word of God is the seed of faith. All words are seeds. And, and other words that I speak, if they're contrary to the seed of faith, they can hinder the growth of the seed of faith. Amen. Amen. And that's why you see some people struggle in their faith walk is because it's not that what they're, say, they're not saying the right thing. It's that when the, the pressure's on, they say the wrong thing and it inhibits the right thing. Amen. What you say, let it stay said. Amen. And what you say, say it all the time. 
answer the circumstance. I'll share this with you. Is this all right? Yes, sir. Some years ago, when we were, when we were adopting Liliana, uh, I went to the Lord, and, 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 and there was some uh, evidence maybe that the adoption might be difficult. And so I went to the Word of God, and I was praying in, in the Spirit. And, and I taught on this in a, in a series I taught called Step by Step. The Lord will give you steps. And the first thing he, He'll do is give you a verse. Now, this is, this is how He led me. A verse. Well, the verse He led me to was this. Uh, 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 the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, He turns it wherever He wants. And so I would go to that scripture every day, and I would insert the judge's name in that verse. The heart of judge so-and-so is in the hand of the Lord. But then... He'll give you something to say. And what he gave me to say was this whole adoption process will go without a hitch. Now, that's what I answered the circumstance with. I think Pastor Michelle said this either two weeks ago or the the last two services here. She said what happens is a lot of times is, is people will encounter a situation and instead of stopping and thinking, how do I need to answer that? They'll just start throwing scripture at it. Well, it's right to quote scripture. But the Lord gave me that statement. This whole adoption process will go without a hitch. Well, that's how I answered that every time that thought would come up. Well, you know, you hear a lot today about, you know, supply chain disruptions. And, and here I'm going to tell you the truth. I see Christians getting ready to be disrupted. They're making plans to have disruptions. I went to the Lord about that. And I said, how do I answer that? Because I know that's not your will. And he said, when somebody talks to you about a supply chain disruption, here's what you say. I do not expect to be affected by it. That's it. I don't expect to be affected by it. And you'll hear people, they'll say, well, you know, you can't help. It's going to affect everybody. Not me. I don't expect to be affected by it. Why? Because what, what's the Bible say? It says, in a time of famine, you will laugh. Is that what it says? It's, what David say? He said, I have been young and, and, and now I'm old and I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging bread. Right? Job said, even the young lions will go without, but the righteous will never go without. Amen. See, that's the seed of faith. Well, if you're going to say that, then don't open your mouth and say something contrary to that. Amen. Well, I know, I know, you know, that, that we're going to make it, but, no, there's no but. There's no buts in faith. I know, but. Amen. Did you find Joshua? (laughs) Chapter 1. And notice verse 8. Notice what it says. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, hang on one second. Why? Why was that important? Because we think book of the law, and people think Ten Commandments. Well, he wasn't telling Joshua you'll have good success by meditating on the Ten Commandments. What was contained in in the books previous to Joshua? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. What did God say in all of those books? He told them the land He was bringing them into, how good the land was, how He was going to drive their enemies out from before them. 
Right? And God told Joshua, if you'll meditate in that night and day, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. And no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Because as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. See, you put that in your heart. He was telling Joshua, you put this book of the law in your heart and no man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Why? Because the seed of faith comes alive. Amen. But, but notice what it took. Meditation. Muttering. Talking to yourself. Talking that word to yourself. Amen. Those things can become elementary, but where faith is concerned, they're absolutely crucial. You got to answer, and you got to answer with the word because it's the seed of the word of God. You answer from your strong suit, and your strong suit is the word of God. You are people of faith. You are designed to live by faith. You are designed to make your way by faith. Four times in the Bible, it says, The just shall live by faith. The Bible tells us to walk by faith, to see by faith, to act by faith, to talk by faith. It says you are people of faith. You were saved by the word of faith. Faith is your victory that overcomes the world. Over and over again. And so when I'm putting that word in me, it's the seed of faith. It's the seed of faith. And right now, the word you've been putting in you is growing. It's germinating. It's, it's bringing a harvest. And people say, what's the harvest? The harvest is what you have been hoping for, what you have had the picture of. Now, now don't countermand that with words like, well, when's it going to happen? When's it going to show up? I wish it would hurry up and, 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 and come to fruition. You've got it right now because you've got the word on it and the word of faith is coming alive. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. You just keep putting the, putting the seed in your heart. Just get up every morning and put the seed in your heart. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? Now let's run back over to Mark 4. <laughs> so, so, so the enemy fights the word because the word produces faith. And he has no answer for faith because faith is. Now think about that for a moment. It, it, it tells us, it, it's interesting, isn't it? That the Bible gives you no other equation for victory than faith. It doesn't say praying in tongues is the victory. Or prophesying is the victory. It says faith. Is the, victory. Faith is the victory. Is that right? Yes. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't pray in tongues. It's, it's crucial. Or that you shouldn't operate in a gift. But if you want victory, you got to be in faith. Isn't it interesting that in Ephesians 6, it says that you should lift up the shield of faith that quenches 99.2%. Nope, all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. And you can't get focused on where maybe a dart got in because you'll pull up the plant. 
uh, I'm, I'm helping you. It, the, the Bible says it quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. Is that what it said? So when, you, when you're putting the word on in your heart, the seed of faith in your heart, it's, it's producing victory and it's producing a shield that the enemy has no answer for. Mark chapter 4, the sower sows the word. And notice this. And these are they by the wayside. The hard packed. It carries the idea of the trail beside a field or or a road between two fields. It's hard ground. When, where the word is sown and when they've heard, now how's faith come? Hearing. So, so that tells me that there's something deeper there. It's not just hearing here. Seven times in the book of Revelation, Jesus told the church, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Jesus said over and over again in the, in the four Gospels, if you have an ear, hear. How is it that two people can sit in the same service and one will get faith and one won't? Because one heard and one didn't. But they both heard. No, they didn't. They both heard, they both heard something audibly, but one heard something spiritually. It's more important where your faith is concerned that you're hearing spiritually than hearing audibly. You, you are better off to hear one scripture in your spirit consistently than 20 a day with your ears. So, it's so important because faith doesn't work by osmosis. It doesn't just get in you by abundance of hearing. Because, right? Yeah, but it says faith comes by hearing. It, it, faith does come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But you, you are not necessarily hearing just because you're listening to a lot of Scripture. You can check out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And get your mind on other things. Once your mind is on something else, you're no longer hearing. Faith requires focus. Amen. Mark chapter 4. They've heard Satan comes immediately. Now, over the years, people have said, well, you know, see there? So when you leave church, hang on to the word you heard because the devil's coming immediately. Well, I, I, I think that's partially true. But here's the thing. One tra- uh, uh, Matthew's account of this says if anybody hears the word and doesn't understand it, Satan comes and takes it from him. Right? That's affected people with the faith message. Because they'll go to a church and they'll hear, you can have what you say. And they get fired up about having what they say. And they don't stick around to get an understanding. That's a partial truth. You can have what you say. We teach heavily on that. But Jesus said there was something else there. He said you had to believe in your heart. Isn't that what he said? Whoever will say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he saith will come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. So the Bible does say you'll have whatever you say, but it says you must not doubt in your heart. So if you doubt in your heart, what's the, what's the equation? You won't have what you say. 
And so people will see somebody that didn't have what they said, and they'll say, see, that faith stuff doesn't work. Were they, were they doubting in their heart? Well, nobody knows. God knows my heart. That might be the problem. You understand what I'm saying? And so Matthew says, if you don't understand, the enemy can come take the word. Amen. So, verse 16 says, these are they likewise sown on stony ground when they've heard the word. Now notice, they're all hearing. How's faith come? By hearing the word. The word is the seed of faith. So the seed of faith is being planted. It's every one of these individuals had the opportunity to produce a plant of faith. And notice, when they've heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. But they have no root. See, he's showing us the, the, the issue they have no root in themselves, and they endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the Word's sake, pressure or trouble. And what's the pressure or the trouble coming for the Word? Why is it coming for the Word? Because the Word produces faith. And without faith, you have no victory. Amen. Do you see that? So if he can rob the word, he can rob your faith and stop your victory. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says immediately they are offended. Well, you know, when we think offended, we think, you know, got upset with a person. Offended at the word. Don't ever get offended at the word. Don't get offended at the word. Because the word is the source. And if I get offended at the word, the Bible tells me here that, that I will lose the harvest of faith. Amen. There are things I don't understand. There are things that have happened in my life. There are some things that have happened in my family I didn't understand. I don't know if anybody else has been there. I didn't understand. But what I had to make the decision to do was not get offended at the word. Lord, I don't know who was wrong. I don't know if maybe they missed it or I missed it. But here's what I know. This is truth. This is truth. And so I choose to stand on the truth. All those questions, I'll get them answered somewhere else. You'll reveal it to me. I'll see it. If I got to wait till I get to heaven, I'll see it. But here's the thing. When, when I get offended at the word, faith stops working because it pulls the word up. And the word is the seed of faith. Oh, hallelujah. And then he says, these are they, verse 18, sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Now, I know we're emphasizing that, but notice they all heard. And faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. I remember one time, I, uh, uh, there was a minister, and uh, they called me to, to come pray for them. And uh, on my way over, uh, 
Brother Jim Molson was driving me over, and on the way over, I was just meditating, praying in the Spirit. And the Lord said, uh, when you get there, he told me some scriptures, 1 Peter 2, 24, Isaiah 53, uh, 4 and 5, and so, so forth. He said, when you get there, he said, just tell him just to sit back, and all I want you to do is read those scriptures to him. And he said, you read them to him, and tell him to think about those scriptures and, and like he's never heard them. And I did. We, we sat there and probably for the better part of an hour, maybe a little over an hour, hour and 15 minutes, I just read those scriptures to him. And I read them real slow, real slow. Who in himself bore our sins in his body to the tree. With his stripes we are healed. Amen. Amen. He, had, he had blood cancer. This man had cancer of the blood in his blood and uh, man but I watched him in that little over an hour I watched life come back into him and man by the by, by, by the time we got done he was just whoo hallelujah and I told his wife I said uh, read these scriptures to him every day for at least an hour the only thing the Lord said was read those two scriptures man about a week later I was in a, a church preaching uh, their faith refresher, they invited me every year. I'd go preach at their faith refresher is what they called it. And, and I looked up and there, that preacher, that man of God come walking in the back door. Praise God. And, 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 and sat down and he said, this is the first time I've been out of the house in, in months. Hallelujah. Well, well, what happened? What happened in that brief period of time, the seed of faith began to produce in his life? Amen. Do, do you see that? And I've seen that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Amen. Do you see that? Because the word is designed to produce. Jesus said the words that he spoke were spirit and life. And so when I get the word in me, it's the seed of faith that's producing life. It, right? It produces something in me. So right now, the word that you have been confessing is producing life. It's sustaining life. It's bringing life from wherever it's got to bring it. The word is supernatural. And when you put it in you, it will go get the nutrients you need. I don't know where it gets them from, but it will get the nutrients you need and get it into your blood system because everything you need is in the word. The word created you. Hallelujah. Job said the spirit of the almighty has created me. Well, the same Spirit that created you breathed life into the Word. That's why this is a living book. It's, it's alive. The, the book of Hebrews chapter 4 says, The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Something that's just a book is not quick or alive or powerful or sharp. But this Word is alive. It's living. And when you put it in you, it separates what's trying to defeat you and produces what can bring the victory to you. And it makes you a champion and a winner and a conqueror and an overcomer. Woo, 
glory to God. Amen. It's not a coincidence. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Hallelujah. And, 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 and that's why you don't want to just confess things off of a card. You want to go to the scripture. Now, I'm not against, I've got scriptures in notebooks and, and I read them, but you, you understand what I mean by that? You want, you want, there's things you want to go to the word and you want to put your eyes on it. And he said, it's sown among thorns. Ha <laughs> ha. Such as hear the word. And here it is, the cares of this world. The, the word is the anxieties of the age. You know, Jesus warned us against that. But he told us not to worry about it. And people say, well, yeah, that's because worry defeats faith. Why does worry defeat faith? Because it produces a plant in your heart that you don't want. You know something I've learned about weeds and plants? They're both green. And you know, a weed can grow up among your plants. If you're not watching, a weed can grow up among your plants in the front of your house and you won't even notice it until you get in there among the shrubbery and you go, well, look at that, there's a weed. Well, how, how was it there and you didn't know it? It was green. How did it get there? The same way the flower got there, by a seed. Amen. And, and what, did, what did the ground do with the weed seed? Grew it. Because what's the ground do? Grow seeds. Your heart, according to Scripture, is ground. And if you're putting the seed of the Word in there, it's the, it's the seed of faith, and it'll produce faith. But if you're putting worry in it, it'll produce worry. It'll produce concern. When someone goes, well, I'm just concerned about that. You just planted a seed of concern in your heart. It's important. That's why there are no uh, uh, irrelevant words. That's why there are no words of, of no consequence. Well, this situation is just driving me crazy. I just don't know what to do. I don't have any idea. I just can't figure it out. You just sowed seeds of a lack of wisdom in your heart. And if you don't pull those seeds up and pull that plant up it will produce, and it will produce at the same rate your faith is producing. And here's what weeds do. They rob the soil of the nutrients necessary to sustain life for those plants. Your heart cannot sustain doubt and faith. It cannot sustain negative and positive. It's one or the other. Amen. Well, I'm just telling it like it is. If you're a faith person, anything you say contrary to the word is not telling it like it is. That is to be a foreign concept to us as faith people. Amen. I've had people tell me, you just need to be, you just need to be real. You just need to live in reality. The word defines my reality. I had a person look at me one time and say, you faith people are in a dream world. I said, yeah, and don't you dare wake me up because it's good over here. Amen. I, I'm, folks, I'm, 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 I'm not being arrogant, but I'm telling you, I know what my life was 
before faith showed up and I know what my life's been for the last 30 years. And I'm telling you, it works. Amen. And he said, the cares of this world, the anxieties of the age. Hallelujah. You know, Zig Ziglar said something's kind of uh, humorous, but I, I don't necessarily uh, uh, advise it. He said, I get up in the morning, he said, and I read the Bible, and then I read the paper so I can know what both sides are up to. <laughs> but now I don't necessarily recommend that. But here's the thing. If you're going to watch the news, you better load up on the Word. Matter of fact, you better be loaded up on the Word before you watch it. Right? Because it's just, it's fear. It's confusion. Amen. I've never seen a time when people are more confused. I was talking with somebody the other night, and I can't tell you how, how often the words came out of their mouth. Well, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do? I mean, they're saying this. What are we going to do? People say, what do you say? Believe God. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God. I believe God. That's my job is believe God. So the word is the seed of faith. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. Thinking money's the answer. And the lust of other things. The Greek says, other things not listed. The strong desire for other things. What do they do? They enter in. I, I like that. Because it has to enter in. It has to be allowed in. They enter in. It's, it's a process. Well, how do they enter in? Little by little. They enter in. You know, you get up one morning and, and your mind goes somewhere and you're just kind of concerned about something. That is the entering in of care. It's starting right there. And the Lord said to me, he said, when you entertain care and you carry care, he said, you prop the door open for the devil to bring everything else he wants into your life. Because that's, that's the doorway. And he said, they enter in and notice what they do. <clears throat> they choke the word. They choke the word. Now, now, I'm going through this for a reason. What is the word? The seed of faith. So if it chokes the word, it chokes your faith. These things are not just enemies of the word. They're enemies of your faith. And faith is the victory. Not sometimes, every time. Every time. The thing you've got to take the most care of is your faith. You've got, you got, you got to keep your faith in top-notch shape. Why? Because I've got to use it every day. Every day is a faith day. I've got to use it every day. I've got, to, I've got to use it on my body. I've got to use it on my family. I've got to use it on my finances. I've got to use it on my church. Amen. Hallelujah. When you see somebody that has done something by faith, they, they, it did not just work for them because of who they are. They put the effort in to keep the word in their heart and the, and the seeds and the weeds 
out of their heart. It's not just putting the word in. It's keeping everything else out. Amen. There are people you know and I know. I dare say some people sitting here tonight, you don't need to watch the news. You need to keep it off. Why? Because it hurts you. Well, but, you know, I just want to know what's going on. No, 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 you don't. (laughs) Your heart is desiring something that you don't need. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if you went if you went to the doctor, now I don't maybe maybe you're not this way, but I, 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 smart people are. If you if you went to the doctor, and and the doctor said, okay, I found the problem. Do you eat a lot of this? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, if you'll quit eating that, your problem will go away. You know, somebody that really wants to be well will quit eating it. Is that right? Well, I'm telling you tonight that for a lot of people, the problem with their faith is not that they're not good people, not that they don't know the Word, not that they're not full of the Holy Spirit. It's that they have so much filler going into them other than the Word of God. They watch the news. They watch entertainment. They watch all these other things. And they, and they give a, a, a partial amount of time to the Word in the morning or when they think about it. But the rest of their day is filled with filler it's filled with what's going on in the world it's filled with entertainment it's and you cannot expect to stay strong where your faith is when you're feeding your spirit once a day and filling your flesh up with everything else the rest of the day it just won't work there has to be this dividing line when I say I need my faith to work more than I need to know what's going on in the world. Amen. Amen. I had somebody tell me, I had a preacher tell me one time, well, you know, you don't want to just stick your head in the sand. Man, my head's not in the sand. My, My head's in the book. Right? And it chokes the word. And notice, it, the word becomes unfruitful think about that the word can be choked to the point that it's no longer producing fruit now what is if it became unfruitful what was it at one point you know people like that that man the word was working for them things were working things were changing And then it looks like they just regress and everything went back the way it was. Well, what happened? Did the word quit working? And people say, well, it must have. No, somebody killed it. Hmm. Do you see that? Matthew says, Matthew 13 says, he becometh unfruitful. Matthew says the word is choked and the man becomes unfruitful. Mark says the word is choked and it becomes unfruitful. If the word gets choked, it's not producing fruit. You're not producing fruit. What is the word? The word of faith. The seed of faith. It produces faith. If the word is choked, the ability to produce faith is gone. Because you can't produce faith without the word. Hallelujah. But then notice, we should talk about us. (laughs) Amen. 
And these are they which are sown on good ground. Good ground. Well, what is good ground indicative of? It means good ground is that the previous three types of ground, right? They have corrected those things. They, 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 they have plowed up the hard pack. They've taken the stones out. They've got rid of the thorns. They're not entering into care. Amen. Say, say, say that out loud. I won't worry. I won't fret. I won't carry care. Amen. Now somebody will say, is it that easy? It's that easy because you're the prophet of your own life. And what you say is what's going to happen. I won't carry care. Amen. And, 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 and there's times you've got to use your authority. And you've got to say, you demon trying to cause care in my life, I bind you in Jesus' name. You shut your mouth. I bind you. I cast you out of here. Ceasing your activity against me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You, 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 you've, got to, you've got to be valiant. In what, you're, in what you're doing. And notice, they sown on good ground. Say, I'm good ground. I'm good ground. Say it one more time, I'm good, ground. I'm good ground. And notice, they hear the word. All types of ground here, every one of these individuals heard the word. They heard the word. And notice, they receive it. And bring forth fruit. Mm, hallelujah. So the goal is fruit bearing. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, that's not qualifiers. That's not labels. That's not levels. 30-fold Christian, 60-fold Christian, 100-fold Christian. I've heard people say that. Mm, that's not what it is. It's, it's amount of return based on what you put in. Amen. Some people put enough word in to produce 30-fold. Some 60, some 100-fold. But that's not a label and it's not a level. Because, because notice this. Oh, hallelujah. You're right there in Mark 4. Let me see here. I want to make sure. Where I want to go here. I got a few more minutes. Verse 24. Uh, well, let's start in verse uh, uh, 22. For, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifest. Now, hang on a second. See, people quote that verse and they quote it in the context of sin. There's nothing hid that won't be manifest. But the context of the chapter hasn't changed. It's the word. There's nothing in the Word that'll be hid from you. There's nothing kept secret, but it will come abroad. Notice, why, why is this? Verse 24, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, or what measure you measure, it will be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. Uh, can, Brother Richard, can you show me that in the Amplified Bible? If you have an Amplified Bible, it even clarifies it more. I want you to see this. Because it talks about the, the, the thought and attention that you give to the words you hear is the measure that it'll come back to you. Hallelujah. 
I, I, th this is important for what we're talking about. He said, be careful what you hear, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. Now, hang on right there. Keep that right there for a minute. What is the word, John 17, 17? The word is truth. The, the measure of thought and study you give to the words you hear will do what? It will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you that hear. So that tells me that the 30-fold person in this, in this instance could have been a hundredfold if they would have given more thought and attention and study to the Word. But they gave enough thought and attention and study to produce 30 times what they heard. Think about the supernaturalness of the Word of God. I can, I, I can put in my heart an amount of Word and it will, it will multiply 30 times or 60 times or 100 times. But it's dependent on the measure of thought and study that I give to it. So the, the level of my faith, the strength of my faith, the measure of my faith is dependent upon who? Me. How much thought and study I give to it. You know, sometimes you get around people and you can tell what people are, <laughs> I got to be careful with this phrase, full of. <laughs> right? Got to be careful with that. But you get around some people and you poke them and sports statistics come out. They know every game. They know everybody that's playing. They know who did what and who did this and what, what quarterback's this and, and that and the other and who threw an interception, and, right? You get around other people and the news comes out. They know everything. They, they know what the president did and, and they know the, the uh, you know, inflation rate and, and all these different things. Amen. You get around some people and poke them and doubt comes out. They just doubt everything. I doubt this. I doubt that. Well, things are getting better. I doubt it. Well, there's revival on the horizon. I hope. I doubt it, though. I mean, it's just no matter what, it's just, right? If the angel Gabriel appeared to them and said, you're going to go to heaven today and get your reward. Well, I doubt it. Yeah, it's just, it's just, right? And, and, and here's why. They give a lot of thought and attention to that. Now, this is important. How does faith come? By hearing. Now, this is important. Faith from the Word comes by hearing the Word. Faith in failure comes by hearing the Word of failure. Faith in anything is produced the same way. And your heart, being soil, does not know what you want or don't want. It just grows the seed you put in it. Amen. Amen. You know, when we get our, our palace, I mean, we got it, but when we move into it, you know, we're going to have big, nice yards. And you know, somebody could come along and plant some marijuana in our yard. And you know, that yard's not going to rise up and go, no, no, I'm a good Christian yard. Mm-mm. That yard will grow that plant because that's what soil does with seeds. 
Don't ever overlook the elementariness. Jesus taught on an eighth grade level. Never look over the elementariness of the Word of God. I hope that's a word. The elementariness of the Word of God. Why? Because, because if you remove the simplicity, you'll miss it. Your heart is soil. Every word, everything I hear is a seed. And my heart is designed to produce a harvest on the seed that's planted there. And it doesn't matter if somebody else plants it. If somebody else ran by your house and threw some seeds in your, in your flower garden, they don't even know you. But that seed will grow. You, you can be at the coffee shop and hear a conversation about how bad things are. And if you're not guarding your heart, those words go in your inner ear and they start trying to worm their way down into your heart. And you'll be driving down the road and start thinking about what they said. Well, yeah, they, you know, they, I wonder if it's that. And the next thing you know, you're at home Googling. Google is not your friend. Right? Don't be chasing symptoms. Well, I feel this. Let me get on Google, WebMD. I'm not telling you how to run your life, but be careful with that. Because then you get a definition based on a symptom that may not even be real. And you're trusting somebody that you don't even know. Instead of the one that saved your life. The word is seed. Doubt is seed. It produces. And the measure of thought and attention that you give to what you hear determines what comes back to you. It's possible to be full of faith 100% of the time, every day. Yeah, but the Bible says there's people with no faith. That's not you. It says there's people with little faith. It's not you. There's people with weak faith. Not you. You come to faith builders. Nothing weak about your faith. You, you come where faith is built. I said you come where faith is built. You come to the faith shop in Little Rock, Arkansas. This is where we build faith. People show up and we got our welding gear on and we're building faith. Faith. Amen. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Our clothes are stained with faith. Our hands are stained with faith. You poke us, faith comes out. You bump us accidentally and faith comes out. Somebody bumps you in the grocery store and you say, Bless God, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Faith just comes out of you. Glory to God. Amen. You go to the bank and they say, how are you today, sir? Blessed and highly favored, going over, can't go under. Out of debt, my needs are met. Oh, I'm sorry, praise God. Faith just comes out of you. Amen. Hallelujah. I was standing in line in Kroger the other day and turned and looked at the guy and you know, you kind of nod at him and, and smile and he was like, yeah, well, I knew what was in him immediately. Amen. Him and his frozen food. <laughs> Taquitos or whatever it was. Amen. Glory to God. We, we, we are OG faith dealers. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 
case you don't know what that is, we are original gangster faith dealers. We, we know what we're doing. Amen. The problem comes up and you answer it with faith because that's what you are. You are a faith builder. You are of faith. You are built by faith. You are an overcomer by faith. You can do all things through faith. Everything you need, faith is the answer. And you reach for it. You get on it every day and every night. And you take it into your heart. And you always win. And you can't be defeated. And you won't quit. And the devil can't stop you. And everything you need is coming to you in Jesus' name. Because faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, say, say a couple things out loud with me. Say, I'm of faith. Faith is in my heart. Faith is in my spirit. Faith comes out of my mouth. My faith overcomes the world. My faith is my victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Well, let's stand up tonight, shall we? Hallelujah. I hope you got something out of that. I did. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I've, I've had people before look at me, and, and you know, I've been doing this long enough. When Pastor Michelle and I got a hold of the Word, you know, being a faith person wasn't real popular. You know, I mean, they, they kind of, well, they still kind of look down their noses at you. Some, some, some people do. But I had a guy look at me and go, you're one of them faith guys. I mean, like it was a cuss word. One of them faith guys. Well, I was so tempted to say, yeah, you're one of them doubt guys. Amen. But uh, your faith overcomes the world. And I just feel the Lord saying this to me. He said this to me twice. There are people on the sound of my voice, and, and I'm trying not to be clichéic with this. You're close. You're really close to just stepping over. And just don't give up. Just stay on the path you're on. Just... Just because the enemy always wants to get you over into effervescence. He wants to get you over, right, thinking there's something you're not doing. You might just be on the frontage road. You're about to merge onto the highway. You know, if you've ever spent any time in Texas, you can be on the frontage road for two miles. You go to Dallas and Fort Worth. You, you, you can get on the frontage road, and it's two miles before you can merge on the highway. I mean, you think you're on a highway. The frontage road's a highway here in Little Rock. But you're about to get on the eight-lane, super speed, right? Shoom! That's where you're going. You're about to get off the frontage road and get on the highway. And this is what I heard twice. And the days of celebration will begin. Because you think it's been great... Up till now, just wait. You're about to see great. I believe God. Amen. I believe God.